What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 95. And today we are going to be tackling the very complex question, what is consciousness? We're going to attempt to try to figure it out. In this very episode, we will have it figured out. We will tell you exactly (laughs) what consciousness is. Yeah, right. Why you are who you are and what you experience. Why do we experience this reality? Maybe you'll know at the end. Maybe not. (laughs) Probably not. But today's sponsors are Snow, HelloFresh, Quip, and ID Tech Camps. Also, make sure you check out milehire.com for that new fresh merch we've got. Fresh out the oven. (laughs) (laughs) And perfect for the holidays. Yes. But let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into this week's news stories. The first story I got for you is is a little story out of Canada, actually. This is so so weird. Yeah. If any of you guys up there in Canada, specifically uh, Edmonton, apparently, I think it was this past week or so. It was like November 26th, I believe, is when it happened. uh, Tuesday evening, there was this eerie beam of light that appeared in the sky. And uh, somebody fortunately got a great picture of it. And it literally looks like almost like a fireball at the bottom near the ground. But then there's this beam of light, straight beam of light going up into the sky, really, really high into the sky. Yeah. And good thing we are releasing audio and video at the same time this week. So if you are listening to this, you can hop on over to YouTube and see this because it's kind of hard. Yeah, to you kind of have to see it to really is. understand what it is because it is really weird looking. Which, by the way, the reason the audio is late this week is Josh literally didn't have a voice a couple days ago. He, it was so bad. So yeah, hopefully I sound a little bit better now. Yeah, at you least do. than I did. He's the trying other day. to talk calmly, so there's no like scratchiness. Yeah. But yeah, I I got the yeah man. got off a plane and just went down. It happens like every time we travel, especially to him. It's really bad. I don't know why I'm so susceptible to yeah all these diseases on these planes like. wasn't quite that but it was a it was a nasty virus it it totally took out my throat completely and i i could not talk no this past weekend when we were going to record so we had to push things off a little bit so i think it's better that we waited though because if it was only on me to talk it would probably be a pretty shit episode so (laughs) we just let kendall (laughs) talk for an hour talk the whole episode But anyway, this this light was spotted around seven o'clock at night and it remained visible for a number of hours, actually. And of course, people that saw it and saw the pictures that it posted, you know, started speculating at what was going on. Because at first, like many things like this, we don't know what it is. And it's kind of this odd Mm -hmm. thing. Like, I've never seen anything like this where I live. And I don't know if you have necessarily. I've never seen anything like this, like anywhere. I've never seen something similar to it online even it's so weird because it does look like something somewhat natural or like an explosion or a fire at the bottom but then there's this really tall perfect um parallel structured line like it's a clear beam yeah it looks like you know at car dealers where they have like the giant light beam that goes into the sky or like sometimes people rent them for parties and you'll like see or the luxor yeah or like the luxor in vegas yeah that's a good example too there's obviously this one's a lot stronger but that's what it looks like it looks like a projected beam yeah it really does it doesn't look like anything natural or even no something you would see looks from like, a plant like this yeah exactly it looks like aliens have just arrived or something <laughs> yeah it does. that's it's what people are crazy. saying or that you know there's it almost reminds me of something like you might see 
the CERN facility do, you know, mm-hmm. like pictures surrounding the, the uh, Hadron Particle Collider in uh, Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, where they've got that crazy thing that's maybe it's like a test smashing particles together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So people are speculating about it. And of course, you know, the authorities caught wind of, of the theories going around and they put everything to rest saying that um, the fire rescue services department said the beam of light was coming from a nearby refinery, which was burning excess and unusable gases in a process known as flaring, which I totally understand. And I, I guess it, it makes sense that this is what this beam is, but I've driven by refineries. Like we have some here in, in Denver mm-hmm. and I've seen them like burning off the excess gas and it's never a beam into the sky. Like what kind of refinery is this? Like this must be some serious um, gas buildup they have or something for it to like shoot a beam. Yeah. I mean, hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of feet into the sky like that. But is that even natural, even if that is the case, to create a perfect beam like this? Like, look how symmetrical and perfect and even it is all the way up. And normally, like, you'll see something stronger at the base and it kind of, like, diffuses the light or whatever will diffuse. But it's so strong up until the top point. Yeah. and, And most if you like I went and Googled just refinery flaring and yes. i could not find a single other image on google that looked like this image at all refinery they all look like flaring. flames they look like just normal giant flames yeah you know which i've off seen the that. top of, of these big tall most pillars. of you've probably seen that maybe sitting in traffic you see like a flare come off of it's just like a fire burst but they're it's a clear difference from what that is yeah like don't tell me that those are the same thing like it's almost looks like there's a flare at the bottom part yeah and then but uh, what's above that unless that's is this the only picture there's two pictures that they took i haven't seen any other posted by anybody else but because like maybe it's a flare of the camera or something like that like it almost no no because there's two different angles of it and both angles yeah okay both angles look exactly the same so like here's the other one a farther away picture of it too like you can see Look how high it literally goes through the clouds like it burned. The clouds are really low at this time of night. There's almost a burnt hole. Yeah, it puts like a hole in the cloud and it goes through it up. What? Isn't that crazy? I've never seen anything like that. If I saw that, I would not think this was just a refinery. No, I would think like Zeus is just struck a lightning bolt down to earth look at that this reminds me of something like out of independence day or something like yeah an alien mothership's about to descend through the clouds or something but it's definitely not this flaring well it It doesn't look like that officially yeah that's what they're saying i don't think so though it looks like that at the bottom but how do they explain the beam that goes up (laughs) how big is that even yeah i don't know man yeah and then okay i found one more that looks similar but i just clicked on it and it's edmonton yeah yeah, and look, it's go. another version of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's it looks so. You can there's see clearly it's a, a clear. It looks like a projection or something. Yeah. Wow, that is weird. I don't know anybody I'm out there to, in Edmonton think. that yeah. saw this or maybe Anyone knows a little bit more about it. Or yeah, can help explain it if it is a flare because yeah, it doesn't look like I can't find anything else that's remotely similar. Yeah, it's really bizarre looking. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting and wanted to share that with with you guys. Because, yeah, I've never seen anything like that before. It's really weird. But the next uh, story I've got for you is about our very own FDA. 
the wonderful, wonderful FDA, the federal government. Oh my government. gosh, this was so ridiculous. And you know what's so funny is before we left town last week, I was going to make sure that we reminded you guys that we were pre-recording the episode because we were going out of town. And I was like, watch something big happen like in yeah. our news topics that we normally cover with like some breaking thing. And so many of you wanted us to cover this last week, but the episode was pre-recorded. So this came out after we had recorded right. last week's episode. But yeah, so essentially the Food and Drug Administration issued a report on CBD on November 25th. And it wasn't exactly good news. Um, they well, basically whatever <laughs> no I, well i mean it was like they it was went framed after it. very negatively yeah, yes yeah I see they went yeah. clearly are going after cbd so they made a couple claims on their website saying there are many unanswered questions about the science safety and quality of products containing cbd and some of the claims that they made um which references cbd may be harmful is that cbd can cause liver injury CBD can affect the metabolism of other drugs causing serious mm -hmm. side effects. Mm -hmm. Use of CBD with alcohol or other central nervous system depressants increases the risk of sedation and drowsiness, which can lead to injuries. Okay, so those three <laughs> bullet points, you can literally go through each of them and debunk them almost, like in a yeah. sense. Because first of all, the liver injury, the liver injury thing is based off of a study that was done by researchers at the University of Arkansas for one. Okay. And they base this on a mouse study. Wow. So not a human study. This is based on a mouse study. And they basically said people that use CBD are, are at an elevated risk of liver toxicity. But this study has been debunked by project CBD and they called it quote unquote, a Pandora's box of strange mm -hmm. statements, problematic publishing <laughs> and unreasonable experimental design that this study is a hit piece against CBD and not legitimate scientific work. It's absolutely what it is. And the FDA is using this study as grounds to say CBD can cause liver injury. Because they want to scare you about it. Right. Exactly. Because guess what? They have an alternative that they want you to buy instead. Right, because what does the FDA do? They regulate the pharmaceutical industry. Yes. And, and they're all together. Right. Well, and they want, they're going to always push a pharmaceutical yeah. over a natural supplement or, mm -hmm. you know, medicine like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they've got actually have one CBD product that they have approved and it's called Epidelix, <laughs> I think is how you pronounce it. What a stupid name. Medication. But it's like derived from CBD. I mean, it's not even like a pure natural form of it. So no, I'm sure it's not the natural form. Cooked up stuff they made. In a lab, probably. Because they want to be the one raking in the coin for it. Yep. And that's what we're going to, unfortunately, that's what we're going to see with a lot of this stuff is they're going to make it very, they're going to scare you. They're going to scare yeah. the public because now CBD has yeah. just taken the, the world really by storm. And yeah. especially the United States, it's popular mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of you can, can go somewhere locally now and buy CBD. Right. You don't even have to buy it only online, but you can buy it at hempbombs.com. Yeah. Use the code <laughs> mile higher. Yeah, exactly. But so seriously, it is so common now. Like so many people are using it and I think that's scaring them and that's why they feel, felt the need to put out something like this. Yeah. It's just so interesting. Cause it's like, especially to add the alcohol thing, like obviously. Yeah. yeah if you mix a bunch of shit with alcohol, it's, yeah. you're going to have problems, you know, it's just annoying though. Cause it's like, Oh, but you know, <laughs> Things that are deemed medical use, like heroin, 
and fentanyl yeah. are, you know, those have crazy side effects. We know yeah. that. Um, who, we're not saying that this FDA has approved. no side effects whatsoever. Right. You know, yeah. you can do whatever the hell you want and you'll never feel anything from it. Like, yeah. that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. Why can't you teach people to use it responsibly? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, CBD is such a natural thing. It's, it's very not, natural. There is no proof that it can have any harm to you. No, like, there's no maybe there's mixed no research with other or studies things, that but show no. it on its own. Like it's no. known to perhaps cause relaxation, maybe drowsiness. So if you do yeah, that, it a lot could of alcohol, cause injury. Perhaps you'd yeah. be extra drowsy. If you took a ton of CBD or something, yeah, maybe you could like fall and get tired if you <laughs> took too much. But it's like, is that the reason to not have it legal? Yeah. Because you might get drowsy or you might have side effects. Well, you can get side effects from alcohol and you can go and buy that at a store. No problem. You can die from that. We know you can die from that. Yeah. Well, and the other sort of aspect to this is that this them doing this is preventing it from CBD in general being approved by the FDA, which is keeping it out of so many things that could be super beneficial to people like the FDA, you know, obviously controls food, right? Right. Food and drink. Mm-hmm. So we can't, we should be able to go to the store and buy food infused with CBD, drinks infused with CBD if we want it. But instead, the FDA is blocking that. They will not yeah. allow that to happen. Yeah, because there's not enough research on it and all this Yeah, bullshit. and because they're saying that it could potentially be harmful now. Okay. Based well, on these okay, three Okay, explain statements. yourself when it comes to cigarettes and alcohol. Or then. sugar. Or sugar, truly. That's in literally everything, and that is yeah. known to cause cancer. It is GMOs and all the other so things addicting. they let out. You know, it's just like ridiculous. And again, oxycodone and fentanyl are FDA approved. That's just and people are dying laughable. by by the day. Yeah, for that, it's just so clear the motive here that yeah, it's not all about just keeping us safe from mm-hmm. these harmful substances because yeah. we have fentanyl and especially now that they're and, trying to push an alternative. It's so clear the intent. Right, it's like they really, want you to use it's the so obvious the pharmaceutical. Yeah, they're setting it up for the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies to come in. Take mm-hmm. all of these small businesses that have, have been created mm-hmm. that are doing CBD and doing all these natural a um, ton of small businesses. Yeah. That's a huge point with it, too, is yeah. like CBD is being done in a bigger scale, but tons of small business owners are getting involved in CBD or starting small companies and stuff surrounding it because it's a new industry and like it's harmful to them to like put out these things that are just so misleading. Yeah. Like, just the way that it was all worded and stuff was so oh it's just so irritating when you know the history of like you know the federal government and their relationship with the hemp industry yeah and you know how far back this goes like it's such a clear hit you know it's such a clear well especially since you go to their website and you when you read when you actually look at these things they've these bullet points they've listed for this you know this causes liver damage they don't even put the study on there Somebody had to go find the actual study for it that they did and figure out that it was done on mice <laughs> because so they ridiculous. wouldn't link this. They don't even link the study that their no, statements are that. backed up by. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're just a, you know, an everyday consumer that's not aware of all this stuff, right. you might just automatically assume that, yeah. oh, CBD causes liver damage. I should stop using CBD. Yeah. Or I exactly. should use their FDA approved brand because that doesn't cover. Uh, cause liver damage oh my gosh and it's like so sad because so many people just because that's what you've been taught like think that if it's fda approved it's safe and if it's not then you shouldn't use it do you ever listen to commercials on tv for prescription drugs and all like 
warning may cause blah yeah. blah blah, blah. and yeah. they go on for like 30 yes. seconds while someone's like trotting in a field of flowers yeah. and it's like blah 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 may cause death may cause your head to pop off may cause your <laughs> yeah. dog to die like yeah. these crazy things like and then feel better tomorrow yeah. it's right. like yeah. come on yeah, yeah it's extremely you're selling annoying. that and you can die from that you you have to say it right then and there yeah i mean that's why they make them say it on there but but yet the they won't let people put some CBD in their juice or something like it's yeah it's just ridiculous it is it's just crazy man this the the government man some of the shit they do is just insane well because putting it into the grocery stores for the average consumer like a grandma to pick up a CBD juice would change things a lot like that would make CBD even less you know of a taboo thing yeah, which it's totally. become like way less over the years i mean it's Don't starting me wrong, to be but, everywhere yeah it's and... becoming extremely common but if it's just like at whole foods like in a juice people are going to start realizing yeah. this shit works and that's yeah. going to all of a sudden pull people away from the all the, well, the more people companies. that get into cbd the more people are going to want to see what thc is about you know yeah, Especially I think that could be part of it. They, they I think they're that worried that a... CBD is a, a gateway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Even though it has no psychoactive no. ability to it whatsoever. No. It's you literally can give it to anybody and, and there there's very small chance of them having yeah. a negative reaction to CBD whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So that's our CBD rant. <laughs> <laughs> our weekly CBD rant. But it's important because the CBD industry is booming. That's going to be huge in the next five to ten years. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we talk about this and make sure the truth is heard. Yes. But this last story I've got for you is about a, a very interesting fella named Nicholas Carinos. He's a top AI expert. And he says, within 20 years, implants will be put into human heads, which will allow us to not have to memorize a thing ever again. But... So he wants to put Google in your head, essentially, through an implant. And when you have this implant, you essentially won't have to ever remember anything again because this Google AI will just feed you the answers. What it's do you think just, about that? I can't get my head around this. Like, I've been thinking all day, like, what are things that I wouldn't have to do anymore if I had this tool? Like, it would make my life almost like pointless i wouldn't have to research videos you won't have to I learn have anything to, like, do it on ever the again spot. i wouldn't have to learn anything that kind of takes your purpose away as a human a yeah. little bit i feel like to not have to learn something like yeah part of our growth as a human being is learning something right. like i try to learn something every day because right. you know by the end of your life you have this wealth of knowledge that you gained through your experiences of learning right exactly. but if there's this implant like part in your head, of being a human right exactly exactly but what he's saying is that if you have this implant without making a sound or typing a single thing, you'll hear the answer to any question we may have inside our heads. Okay. So who's going to be running this? Is this going to be like a Google thing? Like who's going to, is someone going to own this technology? Are we going to get our information from only one place? This is dangerous from a conspiracy perspective. Cause if you think about it, what we're all just going to be fed right into our head, what to think. Yeah. It seems like here's the latest, like let's have the FDA launch a little thing about CBD into your brain, give you the latest. I, I fear anything being implanted into my brain because yes. I feel that I'm never as doing soon that as shit. I, as soon as I do that, I lose yes. control of my, we being. do. Yeah. It's a dangerous line here. I mean, if I can see how it'd be useful for people. It could help humanity evolve. Maybe. I mean, well, that's what he's saying is this is going to be some sort of, it's going to make things better for a lot of people because, you know, a lot of people that, I guess 
I don't know, aren't either able to learn on their own or don't have access to information but will have access to it. Is it like you really learn something or you just have Google in your head and can look up yeah. anything? It just seems to me like just give everybody internet access. Why do we need to put like, yeah, AI? Yeah, I know. We already have like, like everything we need. Like I kind of, I in my head, I kind of wish everything would just stay how it is right now forever. <laughs> like, I know, right? I get so scared of all this AI. And especially when we start talking about body implants, that stuff really bothers me. Like I am never, never doing that. And the fact that you like I that, might have but... to tell my kids like, I don't want you to get this. And they might be like, well, fuck you, mom. I'm 18. I'm getting my brain implant. No, that's a real possibility. It's crazy. It's like really overwhelming to think about. It's coming in the next 20 years. I mean, if you think about that. I know it is. I'm not in denial about it. I'm just scared of it. Elon Musk companies working on connecting your brain to computers and all sorts of shit. Like this, this AI problem is going to be a really big thing in our lifetime. Yeah. And I don't think people even really fully understand it because it is no. pretty early in the in the stages here. Right. Because it's like on our phone. It's like kind of this annoying thing that we deal yeah. with or whatever. But pretty soon it's, it's going to become. It's not a big discussion a, right now in our you know, no, political climate. No. It's not like they're talking about AI really at the debates yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Andrew Yang's like really the only one talking about AI and the dangers of the that. The automation and, with it and everything. Yeah. But it really is going to be a huge, huge. Oh, yeah. Potentially a big problem for, for humanity. Um, I mean, if we don't use it wisely, right? And if we don't use it wisely, I just don't feel good about implanting it into us. No, like, I don't either. I'm glad you agree, Josh. Yeah. I really thought your ass would be like, "Sign me up. Let me get my implant." I thought so too. I want the latest one. <laughs> Give me the know. new model. The more I've learned about AI, me. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have been like that a few years ago. But the more I've learned about AI and the dangers with it, and just yeah, this is the really idea true. that I may, you know, a machine. Uh, would have some type of control over my thinking or the functionality of my body just really right. weirds me out. And right. I feel like Think about what kind I lose, you kind of lose. Yeah. You lose yourself as, as a human being a little bit. Yeah. Like, and like, it's okay to not know something. Why do we have to know everything yeah, all the time? Not, I don't like that idea. Yeah. So like, you can't even escape it when you're in like, what if you go to the mountains and you have a question and you can't look up the answer. There's something nice about that, you know, like about just not knowing something. It's yeah. okay to just not know everything all the time. Like, well, how annoying will it be to stressful. walk around with everybody that's got Google in their head all the time? And what if you think we a question, but you don't other. really know the answer, and then it just is like, the answer to your question. I'm sure they'll have airplane mode. You can just silent it and then, you know, <laughs> yeah, turn I mean, it off. I'm sure, like, if turn you off listen to this podcast 20 years from now, I'm going to sound like so stupid and it's not going to work like this at all, but. I don't know, man. The The whole idea of it is just weird to me. I can't wrap my head around the future and like how my kids are going to live so much differently than I did. I mean, we lived so much differently than our parents did having the internet. We did. Yeah. You know, that was a totally different thing. Well, it revolutionized the world. I mean, yeah. the internet completely changed everything. It was like the industrial revolution was, yeah. you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago. And right. now we're facing this technological revolution. And yeah. we're now a part of the future in a sense. Like we're entering into this future time. I mean, Tesla and the Cybertruck and how futuristic and crazy looking that yeah, is. Yeah, can like, we talk about the Cybertruck for just a yeah, quick second? Yeah. I'm just curious about this thing. Like that is, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like he no, was trolling at no, first. No, this is a real thing. He's, it's so people bought it ugly. Already. Like people are going to drive that? Yeah, yeah. People are gonna, yeah. It looks like the Back to the Future car. It does. It looks like something out of like Have a sci-fi movie. Have you seen it? Movie. Oh, of course I've seen it. Yeah. It's hideous. I hate it. It's Sorry. so bad. 
I probably just pissed a lot of people off. I mean, I love Tesla. I like the brand, but oh yeah, I'm starting I to mean, like it less and less. I'm really? not liking where he's going with things. Really? I In what way? I don't like. I think his focuses I don't are know wrong. That much about it. I think Elon Musk is missing the point of he's misusing his knowledge and his resources for things. I don't mm. think we need the Cybertruck. Why do we need yeah. a Cybertruck? Yeah. Why do we need, you know, we need, why not just free electric electricity? Like, why aren't we yeah. working on getting rid of fossil fuels and just creating free electricity for everybody when we know that that's right. a possibility? Like something useful. This seems like a Kanye move, you know, to like just make a cool, <laughs> yeah. weird thing that kind of just looks crazy and is expensive that is exclusive to people and the elites are going to want it. Well, and, and he wants to just like create this huge brand that's going to like run all the competition into the ground because it's going to be this revolutionary electric car company that creates yeah. all these really futuristic, cool looking cars and trucks and whatever. Yeah. And like, it's great. Like, I'm glad he's making electric vehicles and he's also, you know, he's going to have, he has a semi truck that's coming out. It's completely automated, drives itself. I mean, it's, it's cool electric. It's cool. It's definitely cool. so innovative and Awesome. But it just seems to me like there's more important things at hand. He could be focusing that he could on. be, yeah, as opposed to like cyber look truck. at my cyber truck and yeah. you know, he's selling tons of them cuz it's it's kind of a gimmick, you know, like yeah. look at my cyber truck. It's so futuristic. That's what I'm looking. saying. It's it feels mm -hmm. kind of like a gimmick. Like it's just like was made to look weird and they knew there'd be a ton of press about how weird it looks. Yeah, exactly, it cuz it's so different from yeah. anything else we've ever seen. Right. Weirdly different. It looks so. like old in a way. I don't, I don't and that's know. the thing the more i look at futuristic concepts especially for cars and mm -hmm. and just houses i don't like it yeah. i feel like it's going in an unnatural direction yeah, where it so feels cold. so artificial and cold and metal looking and like yeah. you know it, it feels robotic like we're going to enter this we're, we're yeah. moving into the society where everything's going to be so white and clean and metal everywhere and everything is automated and we don't yeah. do anything anymore we just get in our little car and it just drives us somewhere and yeah. we have no purpose we're losing our purpose with this technology i feel like i'm glad you way. think that yeah. you've really changed your opinions when it yeah. comes to this stuff you used to be like all like technology yeah. all day which you are still in a way obviously but like i love technology there is but a, the there's right a level thing, yeah there's a balance and like there's a real line and if we cross it it can go really bad one when you learn about the singularity and you learn about how how dangerous that could be and there's a potential for literally AI to take us over and all of that like that's a real fucking fear oh absolutely that a lot of people have and a lot of people just aren't seeing that or not mm -hmm. thinking that that's possible but it really is and it really could happen in our lifetime and that scares me and I don't want to live in a world where everything is run by artificial intelligence and nothing is natural no, man anymore. we're not gonna have any jobs we're gonna yeah. be screwed like there's gonna be automated like we were talking about the other night truck drivers like that's going to be a huge problem eventually. Well, I just and, read this thing like, oh, sorry, we're going on a tangent here about this, but that's fine. People find it interesting. I'm sure. I just read this article about her. I can't remember if he's a researcher or a scientist or something, but he's like saying that we have to be really careful because if we go too far down this road of, of technology and automation and everything mm -hmm. that what will happen is it will only make the rich richer and yes. the poor poor that's exactly because what's happen. people the jobs that are going to be lost mm -hmm. are those that are making things and doing a lot of the natural processes that we have right now farmers yeah, and di different things that are have. that yeah exactly yeah. that your middle class average folks have are going to be obsolete because it's all going to be automated by mm -hmm. machines and ai 
-hmm. And so what will happen is the people that own and run and control the AI AI will be super, super rich and have Mm -hmm. total control because they'll control the technology. But then you'll have no middle class and only a, a lower class that consists of people that are poor and just trying to get yeah. by and it could it could spell disaster for for civilization it absolutely could and that's why so many like important voices out there are saying ai is like our biggest threat it's a huge danger yeah you gotta really be really is. careful we with have it. to be really careful so watch out and you know like i turned all my ai off i turned siri off on all my shit i don't trust it i don't anymore. have it set up on mine i don't have siri i don't trust mine. it because siri's I've been at listening siri for like over a year that's just because I'm lazy and haven't set it up to be real. Don't you think your phone is still listening to you? Though? I'm sure it's listening. I, that's not why I had it. I just literally haven't set it up. Yeah, I mean, hackers I think, could be listening yeah. to you at any time. I mean, too. our laptops, our yeah. devices. Anything Some with people a think it's record. Some people think microwaves record you, and they could be. Who fucking knows, man? This world is crazy. I don't even know anymore these days. I'm like, <laughs> anything could be going on. Yep. But it's a weird world, man. It's only it getting is. weirder by the day. It is. So but, before we get into a very weird topic, I guess it's a very interesting, complex topic that I'm sure we'll have a very out there conversation about. So get get ready, buckle in. But before that, we want to thank our first sponsors for today. So let's talk about consciousness. This is something I've wanted to talk about for a long time because this is pretty much the greatest mystery of all. It is. Because it's you know, consciousness refers to our like awareness, right? We all have these unique thoughts and memories, feelings. We're able to feel like experience sensations, experience the world around us, the environment. And it's all unique to the individual. We all have like a unique experience with the world around us Mm -hmm. and how we perceive it uniquely. And this is like been a, an age old question that has just mystified you know, researchers and scientists and to scholars and mystics and going all the way back to the beginning of, of time, really. What is consciousness and why are we conscious in the first place? Like, why are we experiencing this at all? Yeah. This movie. If you think about it, consciousness, like we're all really like project, like we're watching a movie every day. And even when we go to sleep, kind of. the movie kind of continues. Your life in a way is like a movie. Mm-hmm. And you're like watching it play out as you live it exactly and our brains firing off all these neurons and and all these different pathways are being lit up creating this you know experience but how is it that we are having this experience what is consciousness so according to most neuroscientists they say that consciousness is a product of the brain and the brain itself is an accident of evolution And therefore, consciousness is therefore something, you know, just fun to enjoy. But it's really an accident that this happened to us at all. Interesting. Yeah. But I don't know if I believe that. So what I take that statement as is if you if you look look from a scientific perspective, what is the scientist's approach to, you know, humans and, and how we got to be the way that we are today? And that's through evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Especially like Darwin, Darwinism, and you look at evolution, and that we've—if you believe that we evolved from uh, monkeys or you know from—I didn't a different species. <laughs> I have arch negative blood, so you can't trace me back to that. That's true, <laughs> but even then, you know, you evolved from something else. 
So if you think about it, when you go to the zoo and you, you interact with a monkey, they are conscious to some extent, but they're not conscious to the same level that we are, right? There's, right. there's different like levels. levels of consciousness and mm-hmm. there every there's tons of different scales for consciousness, but one of them is one through three. And a lot of animals are level one consciousness and then there's level two and we're level three consciousness. So would a plant be considered a level one consciousness? Right. Right. Would a plant if you have- if you believe plants are truly conscious, which I do, mm-hmm. and based on the evidence that oh, I uh, research has shown us is that Plants are conscious beings as well. I absolutely think that they are. They're alive. They grow. They die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do, you know, they are aware of the sun. They're yeah. aware of. So the way that I've heard. <clears throat> excuse me. So the way that I've heard this system of or these levels of consciousness described is like level one is you're aware of your space and you're aware of you're aware of the space around you and you're aware of time to some extent. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yes. So a plant is aware of where it is. Its location is, and it's also aware of the sun because the sun mm-hmm. conducts time. Right. And it's also aware of it's like need to survive. Right. It has those instinctual it will reach for the sun. Right. You know, it plants, if, it's, if your it. plant is too far away from the sun in your house, it's going to reach out to try to get to it you know right. it has that like will to survive right. so yeah i would consider that conscious it needs water just like we do right in order to survive so in a lot of ways it's a living organism that is also conscious but is it like emotional is it hurt right. when you cut a leaf off of it is you know when it dies does it feel pain does and there's the consciousness and there's some end? people that like, believe they do how far does it go well there's it's debatable right i mean there's it's hard to test that in a scientific method but there has been research and studies shown like they've hooked up plants to polygraph tests and given them you know play music for them and and give you know different thing experiments like that Mm -hmm. and the results have been really interesting because they do respond to respond to this different type of stimuli so you have to wonder you know like you know how some plants even react to sensations too like we're talking about how we experience touch smell all these sensations plants do as well you know the plants that you touch it may immediately yeah, close up i was or, just about to say carnivorous plants like i think there's a couple there's one called the bucket plant and that thing opens and closes a little bit um but then of course the main one which is uh the venus flytrap that is definitely has to be conscious i mean it knows like things will go in there and it won't always shut yeah but it'll shut for a bug mm-hmm it's just so interesting or they or those uh leaves that fold up in order to capture water and stuff mm-hmm. like there's those plants in the rainforest that you can touch and they all of a sudden like close up there's yeah. lots of plants like that that yep. do that kind of thing that, like move and so it's really yeah, interesting, it interesting to think about especially like would you consider a, i guess a you know coral and stuff would that be like a plant or would that be like a level one consciousness well it's definitely like well a it's a living organism and so urchins and it would have like some it would be like a level one uh, consciousness to it. So when you think about that, everything has some level of consciousness to it. If you look at it from that point of view. But what, what about like a rock? Well, I mean, if you think about a rock, like well, a crystal, a lot of people believe that crystals have energy and have a consciousness. Yeah. They emit, they emit energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And I mean, again, it's it's harder to prove it because mm-hmm. it's harder to measure it. You right. know, a, a rock versus you know a plant you can visibly yeah. see grow. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily see a crystal's energy field. Yeah, but it's like super debatable because we were talking about earlier that like how much has consciousness? Does the fridge have consciousness? Does your floor have consciousness? I mean, it's made out of wood, so yeah. Was well, it does a tree? It lose consciousness? And, yeah, I don't so, know. I believe it does. I believe that if you remember back to our water episode, we talked about oh. how water is alive. Right. And water, water, in my opinion, is cl- clearly a conscious thing. The mm-hmm. ocean is clearly a conscious thing. Mm-hmm. It knows what it's doing. It knows how to produce life. And it's, definitely listen to our water episode if you haven't, because that will help explain that a lot. Yeah. That sounds kind of crazy yeah, if so you don't know about water it. Water is alive in the sense that the the actual chemical atomic makeup of water is alive and has energy to it mm-hmm. but as we put water through all of our systems and into our pipes and everything it eventually kills the water so the water coming out of your tap is dead yeah. in a lot of a, a lot of ways and mm-hmm. and and a lot of ways we're drink a lot of us drink dead water that doesn't have so that that energy and all of that uh richness and fullness mm-hmm. to it I, I, i'm explaining it very loosely here yes and definitely so like i, said, I, I don't really remember all the episode. details to it but mm-hmm. when you think about it like that all of these materials that go through these manufact when anything goes through a manufacturing process that humans put it through it's breaking it's got to be breaking it down and killing it to some extent right mm-hmm. like the wood gets processed and you would think you know from the point at which the wood is cut off of the tree, which is clearly a living conscious organism to the point where pieces of it are now, you know, like on your floor, how much of that is conscious consciousness is left. Like how much of it yeah. is left there? And no, no, probably so no one much. can understand. This is hundred yeah. percent speculation. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, wow, I'm we're not, getting trippy about, I'm, no, but it's true. It's really I, interesting I'm, to think about. I'm the one who was like, Wait a second, is the floor listening to yeah. us then? Like you were or sitting like in a wood stone. chair and I was like, wait. Not what listening it? to us. Not listening, but like pff, I use that term so loosely, like vibing from us or like being are we like getting something Connecting from energy it? Yeah. from it? Yeah. Or yeah. Is it is it aware of its, of its surroundings? Yeah. Is it aware that it's like a chopped up plant if it was right. alive? Or did it Yeah, I know it's really weird to think about die. If a plant dies, is it done? For- well, if experts consider, you know, level one consciousness to be plants and stuff, I mean, you have to wonder something like that because it's a tree and that's you know, yeah. a lot of the things that we have in our house are you know, the lot of a but lot for- of the things we use are made out of natural things that come from the earth. But I think unfortunately a lot of it's dead. Right. Dead no, matter. I know. I don't think, I, I think it is too. But it's interesting anymore. to debate because you could debate like, does everything have consciousness? And then it's like, how valuable is consciousness actually if everything actually has it? And it's, oh, it's yeah. a really weird thing to think well, about. Well, and, and it really makes you think about where does it originate from, especially if you're talking yeah. about, you know, non human or non living beings having some form of consciousness as, as well. Because then right. does that discount our consciousness to some extent? You know, does right. that make us somewhat less significant than we think we are? Yeah. When you compare it to a plant or, you know, a piece of wood or something. Well, I mean, you're comparing it at a level one consciousness. Right. So it's not the same. Right. At it's not all. the same as a level three. Like, right. so, okay. So let's talk about a level two consciousness would be like an animal. Right. You know, most animals, yeah, are in the level two consciousness. So, like, I would expect like your dog or, you know, Animals that can express feelings 
uh, obviously your your pets express feelings to some extent like you can read and feel and they vibe off of you and they respond to how you're feeling when you're sad crying your dog recognizes that comes over to you yes looks distressed when they feel like you're upset or you Mm -hmm. yell at them they're able to perceive emotion human emotion Mm -hmm. actually really well Mm-hmm. and show emotion and as show well. emotion definitely I mean, in their own way too. yeah yeah for De- sure definitely and then you think about species like you know apes and dolphins and really really, really intelligence yeah. and they could even be for all we know in you mm-hmm. know the two to three level where they're right yeah. there with us yep so it's interesting to think about you know scientists believe that some point throughout evolution you know, our ancestors, which were, you know, apes at one point, then into early hominids, and then eventually over millions of years, we evolved into these complex human beings. Mm-hmm. How did we, at what point did all of a sudden our consciousness evolve to a level three, to this level that we are at now? Yeah. And if I guess if you go with Darwinism, you'd have to believe that maybe we were a level two at one point. We and it just was this random three. thing at some point where we all of a sudden became, you know, woke to everything and like we were just you know we went from the monkey to the human and then all of a sudden we're we're having this totally new experience yeah but it just it's hard for it's hard for me to wrap my head around that with because i just am like i don't feel like this is random no i don't feel like this is just a random thing that happened as a result of evolution of life on earth I i don't i just really don't Here's an interesting statement, though, by Graham Hancock, who we're a big fan of. Would love to have on the show, by the way. The dream. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, man. He's a researcher and author. I don't know if we'll ever be able to pull that off, though. Oh, I I bet we will. You think so? I'm going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay, we'll put it out to the universe. (laughs) I would love to have him. Oh, my gosh. That would be so interesting. But he has this statement about consciousness that I thought was really interesting. So, Many honest scientists should admit that consciousness is the greatest mystery of science and that we don't know exactly how it works. The brain's involved in it in some way, but we're not sure how. Could the brain generate consciousness the way a generator makes electricity? And if you hold to that paradigm, then of course you can't believe in life after death. When the generator's turned off or broken, consciousness is gone. But it's equally possible that the relationship and uh, nothing in neuroscience rules this out that the relationship is more like the relationship of the TV signal to the TV set. Right. And in the case when the TV set is broken or turned off, the TV signal continues. That's how I've always understood consciousness. That's that a huge a thing. Signal, and that we're almost like a radio that picks it up. Right. But when you turn the radio off, is the signal going away? Like, no, no, the signal's still there. Right. So, so it, it does makes consciousness you, continue. Right. Exactly. Is that like reincarnation? Then like the radio signal gets picked back up by another body and it carries could be. on. That's exactly. A, yeah, that's that's one way to it's look like at it. It's like one stream. Is it is your soul a stream of consciousness in a way that continues on through right. decades? Bodies I mean, and... or t- decades, mm-hmm. centuries. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like does do we just go on, or is that stream bigger than us? Is the stream? I mean, we'll talk about. You know, yeah. It's a pretty complex topic but the consciousness stream of yeah. the mass society right right what if we all share the same consciousness stream that's an idea as well well you we're just these vehicles for it right. at the we end just of the day pick it up we're different hosts for our it our bodies and it's like, are vehicles for yeah. consciousness yeah exactly and you know like i love joe rogan I, I love that quote of him saying that we're just like these you know 
flesh, flesh vehicles, vehicles you know it's a great line yeah piloting around this planet and at the end of the day our bodies literally have no value yeah. whatsoever mm-hmm. in, in the grand scheme of things like yeah. it really comes down to our consciousness and you know potentially our soul even yeah and how much bigger is that than just you right i mean and then there's people and i'm sure there's people out there listening that see consciousness in a completely different way and see it that you know it starts with you and it ends when you die and that's i mean that's possible too well i mean that's why a lot of mainstream scientists are atheists they believe that this the stream of consciousness ends and shuts off and it all goes black and that's it that's the end Mm -hmm. of you you no longer exist you don't go on that's just the end one and done kind of thing yeah that's hard for me to understand i think it's hard for it's hard for most people to understand because it's a very it's a not exactly the most inviting (laughs) way to look at life you know like I guess, I mean, it just depends on who you are, I guess. I guess some people are like, well, it gives you more meaning because you're like, I got one life, got to live it up and that's it, you know, so I got to enjoy this life as much as I can. I mean, I definitely have had times in my life where I've leaned more to an atheist perspective, I think, a little bit. Some of my family members, like, are atheists and I ask them, like... My grandma is for sure. Yeah, my dad is definitely, like, I don't... I mean, I've asked him, like, would you believe in anything? He's like, sometimes I wish like I did because I feel like it would be easier to accept mm-hmm. death. He's like, I find sometimes I'm envious of those who are like religious or mm-hmm. such because they can be like, oh, they're in heaven totally. now or they're yeah. you know, in a better place. And he's like, it's mm-hmm. really hard for me to like truly convince myself of that. Like a part mm-hmm. of me really is like, is this it? And I'm right. like, yeah, I can understand how that's, yeah, you know, that's going to be scary. And I even think it is And scary. I'm not, I don't know what the hell's going on yeah. afterwards. Like I, I'm not sure. So it scares me to an extent. I'm definitely mm-hmm. not like this is, you know, I go to heaven and I can, right. you know, I, that's, mm-hmm. I think that some people really use that for comfort, but it's just kind of interesting how there's so many different perspectives and how some people use it for like comfort and some people really believe that this is it and whether that's scary to them or empowering, like you were saying, Josh. You know? yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. And I think it's like, I mean, at the same time, whether someone uses religion for comfort or spirituality, like our belief, and I really believe personally in reincarnation. That's makes a lot of sense to me. I'd like to believe in it. I don't believe in anything too strongly, but I tend to believe in that. And like, sometimes I wonder, am I just comforting myself by believing in something like that? Is it more logical and realistic that this is really all by chance? And I don't know. I have, it goes against like what I believe in my core to be true. So I don't know. It's hard. It's, I don't know. I'm kind of open to everything when it comes to that. Like, and yeah. I'm, I'm so curious for you guys, like your opinions on this and what you personally believe, because I learned so much from the comments. Just like, it's so interesting to hear everyone's take on this type of thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. so different person to person. Yeah. And I think from like my, my perspective on it is, has evolved a lot. Obviously I was religious for many years during my childhood and grew up in a Christian home and everything. So I had a very skewed version of, of what consciousness was and what life after death looked like. And when I let all that go and I cleared my mind and, and kind of restarted, you know, I, I started at the, the atheist point of view you of, did. you know, I went really like, and, and I think it was mostly purely out of just, I was angry and just, I felt really wronged by my religious experience. So I felt like I went really the opposite just yeah. because of that. But over over the last, you know, five, ten years, I've really, really evolved and and like become and really found yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's been a little while, but 
I guess it's almost been like it's 10. Been, yeah. It's been almost like 10 it's years been since, 10 since, since left that time. Yeah. It's been yeah. about 10 years since I've left religion and stuff. And I've really started to find my spirituality again and really started to connect with this mm-hmm. higher level of consciousness that, um, <laughs> what we're talking about. But what I've realized too, just from learning more about the cosmos and, and things like that is that I've realized that there is no life without death. The two go hand in hand with one mm-hmm. another, and that's a proven fact of, of nature. Yeah. It's a proven fact of nature. Every that's living universe, thing really. must die. Yeah. And that goes all the way up to planets, stars, mm-hmm. to galaxies, black holes even. Mm-hmm. Black holes die at some point. Black holes are like mm-hmm. some of the most mysterious things and have mm-hmm. the most power over everything, really. Yeah. And I've realized that, well, God, if even some of the largest... If, if the biggest things in the entire universe live and die, and what's most interesting is all of these things seem to be reborn. Right. That's the coolest thing about it is it's not just that they die, but they come, they back, come back. And that there's this mm-hmm. cycle throughout the universe that, you know, as galaxies and stars die and new ones are produced and it just continues. The cycle of, mm-hmm. of life continues. Right. So it's really made me believe that out of any of the ideas, I don't know if, you know, I don't believe in reincarnation in the sense of like, I necessarily believe like the Hindus version or the Buddhist yeah. version of it. No, I just believe, I, I believe in it in the purely the sense of, I think life restarts in some way mm-hmm. after this life in some way, shape or form. Too. And whether it's me, Josh, the human being reborn into something, some other type of being, or if it's just purely my my consciousness that is, mm-hmm. you know, rejoins the the collective consciousness of of the universe, and it it expresses itself in a totally different form, and that's what I really believe in. When I think about it that way, I feel really good about that, and I feel like, mm-hmm. wow, I am, profound. I am important. I'm significant. And not not just because I'm a human, but because I am part of this greater thing. Like we're all yeah. a part of these. St- we're made up of stardust yeah. and like all these different yeah. things. It's just, it's and that's really why cool. I think so many people go to religion too, or are religious, is because life is so spectacular, and they're they want to make sense of it all, and they want the it answers. does feel good. Yeah. Like you said, it makes you feel good totally. to have totally. that belief for yourself and. That's why it's so important that we all believe what we want to believe. And at the end of the day, guys, though, we all believe in the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like no matter where, no matter what religion you are or where, if you call yourself an atheist or an agnostic or this or that, at the end of the day, we all definitely are under the same thing. So like we're going to have to eventually come to some type of. Well, we're you know. all going to end up having the same experience. Right. Exactly. That's what's so cool is that we, as humans, we can think whatever we want to think. We have this yeah. power and this yeah. ability but to have But when you died, likely the same thing is going to happen to like everyone. Right. Right. Well, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> Who It's really knows? interesting to think about. And like one of, one of the scientific theories out there is that consciousness actually comes about because of electrical activity in your brain. Um because there is a lot of electrical activity in your brain, actually. Yeah. But what's interesting is that the sun, our sun itself, has more complex patterns of electro- electrical activity than our brains do, clearly, because it's so big. Yeah. So why wouldn't we associate the sun with having some form of consciousness if that 
if that theory that totally is makes true. Sense. I mean, I personally believe that all the celestial beings or bodies, I should yeah. say, have consciousness personally because mm-hmm. I believe in astrology, but well, and if you believe in astrology, you believe they influence and, and impact you and mm-hmm. have a huge effect they on carry you. Really. Energy. They yeah, do. Really. They really do. Which well, would make a lot of sense. It's debatable, you know. Some yeah. people don't believe that. And that's I, fine. I and respect I, yeah, that. I respect that too. But I think I think you'd keep keep digging is all I gotta say to those people. <laughs> keep keep digging into the stuff and things will start it's okay to, to think too. Yeah. Yeah. Not it's, it's okay has to question to be scientifically things. proven. That's so no, and what I'm gonna what I'm gonna sh- what I'm gonna show you in this episode is that science is starting to move in a different direction. Yes, it really is. Science can only get so far until they they don't have the ability or the knowledge to go any further, mm-hmm. and it's going to require discoveries and new information and believing, mm-hmm. in some extent, to go to really figure out some of these mysteries. So I wanted to talk about this is this is really interesting and this is called the hard problem of consciousness. This is really interesting. This is um, an excerpt from per, the professor of philosophy David Chalmers, and he said the hard problem of consciousness is the problem of how physical processes in the brain give rise to the subjective experiences of the mind and of the world. If you look at the brain from the outside, you see this extraordinary machine. Isn't the brain really crazy to think about? It just like, oh yeah, in itself like this thing inside of our heads the whole body yeah. is honestly incredible yeah. the fact that we are the way that we are is just but the brain is like the computer right it's it like runs the, all of uh, it it keeps everything in the body going i know sometimes it overwhelms me it's like oh my gosh this thing better not blows stop your mind. Yeah. <laughs> it blows your mind literally <laughs> this organ inside of our heads consists of 84 billion neurons that fire and synchrony together mm. that's crazy this is a, this is your brain is far, far more powerful than any supercomputer on the planet. That's so our really? brain is. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Honestly, that makes me That's feel the thing. super The brain smart. is far more powerful than we even powerful give it credit for. And, but that's also because we are not even utilizing the full extent of our, of this organ. Okay. Well, can we talk about that? Because that's a huge debate. People like a lot of people say you only use one percentage of your brain, whatever. And then whenever I've said that, people are like, no, that's wrong. The percentage, because how do you calculate the percentage? People are going to be like, how do you come to that conclusion? How do you come? Yeah. But are we using the full extent of our brain? As far as, as far as we know, no, we're not using the full extent of our brain. Hmm. There, there, is that because we're a, still evolving? We have the ability yes. to like grow into right. our like it's like the newest we're growing into Mac this version. Organ. Download the latest update. software. Right, exactly. It's it's because if you think about it, why if, if we were using our brain to the full extent, why is it that we are have the ability to open our minds even further? Why is it there that there's right. there's sub natural substances and things that can actually mm. enhance it and cr- give you a totally different different perspective on things can DMT, totally yeah lsd psilocybin all yeah. these different all these different natural things found in nature yeah it's pretty that, wild it's right on our planet you can just grow it, pick that it right activate up. these neural pathways yeah. in our brains that aren't normally why aren't those always activated why don't we mm-hmm. always have this ability why don't why can't we see all of these different types of light why can't we see you know why are these there's a lot of i feel like unlocks that we yeah. haven't unlocked yet right and I think it's just evolution. Because if you think about it, why would we be done evolving? Why would we be done growing? 
We no. can't just stop. We've been evolving for millions of years. The human yeah. race is not going to just stop evolving. Oh, we've evolved so much. Like as far as intelligence, maybe we haven't changed, but we have changed physically too. Like we're yes. ta- way taller than yes. we were before. And like, well, and we're adapting to our environment too. Mm-hmm. Our bodies and everything are adapting to where we live in our environment, but mm-hmm. our minds are also evolving. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And you know, the powers that be and, and you know, have tried to put a halt on things and try mm-hmm. to, you know, because there's a lot of ways to, you know, expand your mind, expand your consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's not just through, you know, psychedelics or some type no. of. Oh, my God. Just the fucking Internet, like man. Just just knowledge and yeah. consuming information. Having that has been such a huge thing for for people to expand their mind. Right. Like and look into things that they never would have known about right. before. Cha- Life changing for people. And discoveries just like knowing the things we know about the universe. Right. And space. Yep. And knowing what's out there and the, all these crazy things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's all led to us evolving as humans. And we have to continue evolving. Otherwise we'll not keep making new discoveries. Right. Right. So that's why I believe we are not utilizing the full capacity of our brain because we haven't evolved both consciously and physically, biologically to our maximum point of evolution. So when people say that that's a myth, that's not necessarily true. No, no. And you know what? Anybody out there, if you want to fight me on that, go for it. Like, cause, cause when it comes to talking about, bring the, it, because, he's not scared. No, I'm not scared because you know why? Cause nobody fucking knows. Even these it's neuroscientists true. don't true. even know. No one knows. We don't even know how the fucking brain works completely. Yeah. We don't know what everything functions. We don't know how yeah. it all is connected. There's so many things missing. From, how are neurons yeah. firing through our brains and somehow creating this experience in front of us, projecting out our eyeballs or seeing all this. <laughs> yeah. We have no fucking clue. No, that's what's so cool it. about this. And that's why, you know, there will be always be people that are in the mainstream science community that are going to go by what all of the experts are saying, yeah. but the experts don't know everything. No. And not everything can be measured and proven. Right. And not everything needs to be, to be considered or to be con- considered, right. you know what I Especially mean? Especially if you're, if it's coming from somebody that has not experienced some of these other other things that can enhance your consciousness, can elevate right. it, right. you especially have no room to talk because you you haven't yes. experienced these things. I agree. So with you that. can't. How can you possibly say you've reached your potential as a human and that your consciousness as your brain is using all the power it can possibly I, use? Anyone who is saying they have reached their potential as a human is absolutely ridiculous. If you don't believe in personal growth at all and you don't believe you should ever change and you're perfect the way you are, something's not right with you because, I mean, we are literally always changing. Our well, We were just talking about this. Our skin sheds every four weeks. Our bones change every four years. You're not even the same fucking human you were four years ago. Like your tissue's always regenerating. There's always room for improvement, for change, for growth, for expansion of your mind. It's sad that people limit themselves so much by like believing, being so stuck in their ways and not wanting to let other experiences in or think mm-hmm. critically. Yeah. I mean, how so many people out there are just not thinking critically or just not thinking at all. Yeah, they're they just want to like believe everything that's so black and white to them. They want to take it exactly the way it is. And I think it makes them sleep better at night, you know? Well, and it's also Scientists because this, so. a lot of our society is fear-based too. Right. Oh, people are scared. Everything in our society is fear-based. We're the most fear mongered, like, society there is it's mm-hmm. terrible right and that's why people don't want to mm-hmm. push the limits of the of their 
ex- human experience here is because yeah. they're scared because yeah. the people that are in the mainstream communities do not want you to go down that road. They do not want you to continue no. to expand your consciousness and Why would push the bounds of, of our human experience. So this is interesting. So sometimes uh, physicists take some aspects of the universe as fundamental building blocks, space, time, and mass. If you can't explain consciousness in terms of the existing fundamentals, space, time, mass, charge, then as a matter of logic, you need to expand the list. Therefore, consciousness itself is a fundamental building block of nature, which I totally believe. I believe that too. I believe that the universe is is completely conscious. And I, I had this like total realization the other day. I was, there's this really great video online, but that gravity or dark, you know how like dark energy makes up like, I don't know, I forget the percentage, but it's like two thirds of space yeah. is dark energy and we mm-hmm. have no clue what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the greatest mysteries of, of the cosmos is dark energy. Really what is dark energy? What is gravity? We don't even know what gravity is. Have we done an episode on dark energy? No, not really. We've talked about it briefly before. We should do that as well. And that's a list. <laughs> But I had a realization that like, what if dark energy is like some type of living conscious being, or if it's not a being, some type of life force or energy. It's like an evil force, literally. No, not evil. I'm not saying evil. It's not evil necessarily. Dark energy doesn't have anything to do with what it actually is. It's just a name Mm. they put to it. It's dark energy because it can't see. We can't see it. It's a force. Oh, it's a force, but it's a force that makes up all of space. And without and when there's no universe all that's left is this dark energy hmm. that is there so yeah, i need to know more about that what i'm if really this curious is, about dark energy yeah. i don't know enough about it it's very interesting because it's so mysterious and and it could potentially answer all of these mysteries of life it's really crazy so let's get into some consciousness theories here so going all the way back to the 17th century the french philosopher Rene Descartes proposed a notion of uh, I think therefore I am which is the idea that the mere act of thinking about one's existence proves there is someone there to do the thinking I think therefore I am he also believed the mind was separate from the material body a concept known as mind-body duality and that these realms interact in the brain's pineal gland ha 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 scientists now reject this idea of course but some (laughs) people out there do support this notion that the mind is somehow removed from the physical world. This is so it's really split mainstream scientists refute this, Mm -hmm. but everybody else believes they were dead on in the 17th century that this mind body duality is really what it is. And and the fact that it interacts with the pineal gland is very interesting because it could be potentially where consciousness lies is within the pineal gland, which is quote unquote, your third eye, right? Um, which is, which I, we didn't do an be. episode on that, right? We talked about it a lot in the water episode as well, which isn't, we mentioned yeah, that earlier. Yeah. We talked about it a bit in there. We talked yeah. about like calcification. Right. And yeah, that can affect your, if, if the pineal gland is, whether it's the creator of consciousness or it's the holder of consciousness, I don't know, but it, it could have, according to the 17th century philosopher, he believed the fact that he knew the pineal gland was even there Yeah, How? in the 17th century. Well, I guess I guess you could just cut someone open and see it, right? Maybe I guess. I mean, but why would why would he why would he how would he have known to go directly to that, knowing what we know now about the pineal gland? 
gotcha. and it being right. our, our third eye. Why would him? Why would he carry that right. with such importance? Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah, that is interesting, actually. And I have more on this later, but let's talk about the mainstream science theories because after talking about you know all this you know connecting consciousness to spirituality, let's talk about what mainstream neuroscientists believe consciousness is all about because they need a theory that explains what it is and what kinds of entities possess it and currently there's two theories that exist in the neuroscience community that they take seriously and the first theory is this integrated information theory and the basic idea is that the conscious experience represents the integration of a wide variety of information and that this incredible or and that this experience is irreducible this means that when you open your eyes Assuming you have normal vision, you can't simply choose to see everything in black or black and white or to see only the left side of your field of view. Instead, your brain seamlessly weaves together a complex web of information from sensory systems and cognitive processes. And several studies have shown that you can measure the extent of integration using brain simulation recording techniques. So it, it really, it's really a look of like your brain is this computer that's, Take, taking in all this information through your eyes and and storing it there and all of your organs are working together to sort of put it all together and give you this experience in a way that's a very very low level neuroscience <laughs> look at it that's like so hard to understand mm -hmm. i just uh, i don't know it doesn't feel right to me you know mm -hmm. but i mean it I guess it makes some sense. It's yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's, it's an interesting look at it for sure. Um, yeah, the system explains how consciousness can exist to varying degrees among humans and other animals. And the theory incorporates some elements of panpsychism, the philosophy that the mind is not only present in humans, but in all things. And an interesting proposition of integrated information theory is that no computer simulation, no matter how faithfully it replicates a human mind could ever become conscious. So that's one, that's one okay. way to look at it. So this is, this that's is a more, to me, this is a definitely a more believable theory um, that neuroscience has presented. Yeah. Because, at least from the science side, right? Right. Yeah. So that, it's that saying that nothing sense, artificial right? could ever replicate the human mind. And we don't have to worry about that because it's just not possible. But are, all, are they also, you know, putting that out there to make us not afraid of AI or something? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. And want to advance that. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I hope that's true. Let's hope that it never has the capacity. Because, yeah. like, that is the argument with robots is, like, could they ever have the consciousness of a human? Well, Will then they guess what their conscious? other theory is. Their other theory is just that. Really? It's called the global workspace theory. And this idea is based on an old concept from artificial intelligence called Blackboard, a memory bank that different computer programs could access. So anything from the appearance of a person's face to a memory of a childhood can be loaded into the brain's blackboard where it can be sent to other brain areas that will process it. Huh. This act of broadcasting information around the brain from this memory bank is what represents consciousness. Hmm. So your computer is like a hard drive and you're, you're storing all of these experiences and, and different things and your brain's just pulling from it in order to create your experience or your consciousness. So integrated information theory, global workspace theory. Those are the two main theories presented by are most mm -hmm. widely accepted by neuroscientists. Okay. And I think integrated information theories, 
it, it's kind of a it's got a little bit of of room there for a little bit of spirituality but mm-hmm. it's basically all the things that we covered without really connecting it to a soul or, or something beyond life here um, or this experience on earth before we get into some more wild theories about consciousness we'd like to thank our last sponsors for today this theory is called the time slice theory and according to this theory perception is said to be a two-stage process the first of which is an unconscious processing of our surroundings in broad strokes like the shape or color of surrounding objects and the first stage occurs in, in incredibly brief slices of time of up to 400 milliseconds the brain then consolidates and processes the input in the second stage and while this model focuses heavily on visual processing, the implication is that the feeling of consciousness is basically an illusion, a series of snapshots um, all put together into a whole with the help of other cognitive processes like memory. This is actually a really popular theory that's out there, mm-hmm. um, this idea that we're just all like hallucinating or that this our consciousness is really just an illusion and it's there's nothing... There's nothing real about it. Yeah, a lot of people think that actually. And I've noticed. It's almost artificial. Sure a lot we're of just think that. gathering all this information. We're taking all these like snapshots of everything and then we're just hallucinating our reality and creating this illusion. That's just so hard to wrap your head around. Like I guess it could make sense. Well, and it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, that just like ruins my life. <laughs> well, and if you you know there's a lot <laughs> it's an of an illusion? Right. Like what? I'm like hallucinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, here's my question with it then. Does that mean you're hallucinating the same hallucination with me or am I hallucinating you and Janelle and all this? That's a that's a really interesting point. I mean, I think it's, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I have no but clue. is that like, what would the but theory say that I th- I'm just making it all up and making you up and you up and basically all yeah. my followers. Oh, what a delusional person I must be. Well, we're all in this illusion. Like we're all in our own illusion of, of it. And they're all like mingled together. Like you they're think all, so? yeah, I think See, they, that's where, that's where I have trouble with it. Cause it's like, if we're all hallucinating, how are we hallucinating all such on the same page? Well, cause we may not be, how do you know we are? Right. Well, we don't know, but I think, Oftentimes I see this theory partnered with the simulation theory right? and this idea that it's an illusion to us because it's an artificial simulation and that we're artificial. Well, that would make it make more sense, right? Right. you know, when you go down that road. But if if you're just saying that like it's a everything in a hallucination. life and a lot of really a lot of spiritual guide type stuff says this, that, you know, reality is nothing and. You make your own, it doesn't matter and you make your own in your head and you can bring anything into reality and that's like the law of attraction to an extent and it's it's like kind of a confusing topic for me to understand. Yeah, I mean. Like I can't, I just can't get it. Like how could it, how could it all be an illusion? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't believe it so I can't, I'm right. not a great person to to give you an answer on that but but I i'm sure there's a lot of our followers out there actually i know there's a lot of you out there that believe this and i'm super curious so please in the comments explain a little more because obviously it'd be nice to have one of you here right now to kind of like explain your thoughts if you personally believe this because it's kind of a wild thing to wrap your well mind if your consciousness around, is just a it makes, it's just very an illusion then what happens when you die 
Right, exactly. What is death? If it's and just like, a illusion, then why are you real in, at all in, in the first illusion. place? Like, are you even a real thing in the first place? Yeah, and if it is all an illusion, how come it doesn't all go perfect all the time? Why wouldn't your own illusion just be like perfect all right. the time? You wouldn't have tragedy in your life. You wouldn't have. You would expect to have some control over it. Right. But maybe not. Maybe not. Unless we're all just like drugged up having these hallucinogenic <laughs> experiences. We're all some uh, like alien those, civilization. Those theories are so hard for me to believe because in my core of my heart, I just believe something different, you know? Mm -hmm. But I'm sure it's so different depending on who you are. Like this, this podcast, I'm sure the opinions are going to be all over the place because everyone on this earth has such a different perspective on this type of thing. Oh yeah. It's oh, such yeah. an interesting That's why I love talking topic. about it because yeah. everybody's going to have their own experience. We're all yeah. experiencing our own, our yeah. own consciousness. So yeah. obviously we're going to have different ideas of what it is. This next yeah. theory is called the single neuron theory. And this is about every brain cell is conscious. So, Oh, that's overwhelming to think about. Yeah. Every single fucking one. That's like tons. Mm -hmm. What? So there's this binding problem, which is one of the great hurdles on the path to discovering the true nature of consciousness. While we perceive many different sensory elements individually, our subject ex our subjective experiences of all of these elements bound together into a single experience. If you think about that, it's really kind of crazy to think about how we have all these senses and everything. And how does our brain put all of these different sensory elements together and projected into one experience you know right. touch smell taste seeing hearing all of these things get bundled together mm -hmm. and we don't have an explanation for how it happens we don't know why or how the brain does this how does it bind it all together yeah and just it works so flawlessly yeah. i feel like we're way too perfect as humans to just it's wild huh yeah it's really weird so this single neuron theory asserts that each individual neuron actually has some level of consciousness of its own. Each neuron That's like has insane. some level, which would make sense. And it suggests that much like people, neurons are capable of receiving and relaying information in a conscious manner, but are unable to pool information among the group. It is this neuronal communication that results in a single unified sensory output. That makes literally no sense to me. <laughs> I wish an expert was here to explain this. So the neurons are essentially able to communicate with each other despite having no physical means to do so. Oh, but they do communicate. They don't, them they don't group together. They're all firing around individually. Does that make sense? They're all conscious moving around okay, yes. in the brain. And they're, they but they don't, do communicate. They don't come together. It's not like all the neurons, if they're conscious, they're like little little dudes but come together in a pool, group i don't get it they don't share information how that how would it work well that just would make the brain even more confusing then they don't communicate with each other no they do but they don't do it physically they don't come together they don't clump together like physically touch each other to oh, share information they, oh okay yeah, okay yeah. sorry yeah. <laughs> i misunderstood that yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah what I mean. okay i see what you're saying so pool, they do like, share information but they don't like come physically together right. to like oh okay right but so then they're probably all I think that shows that they're on the same consciousness because they're sharing the information. Why does that prove that they all have their own consciousness? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. This stuff is so confusing. It's wild. My brain hurts. It, it's very wild. My neurons are not communicating. They're like pissed at each other. <laughs> it's very wild. It's getting wild. This one is wild too. The mini minds theory. So 
In a nutshell, the mini worlds theory of quantum mechanics is the idea that every single event generates its own independent reality, separate from our own, but just as real. The mini minds theory is basically an examination of the mini worlds as it relates to consciousness. The suggestion is that the multiverse doesn't change our perspective of it does. If the infinite outcomes of every action already exist, the branching of the multiverse when an event takes place isn't so much an action of the multiverse as it is a shift in our perception. If there are millions of copies of each of us in physical alternate universes, then our brain must be associated with all those millions of minds. Otherwise, our, our, our alternative copies would be mindless, just completely mindless things. It also implies that our consciousness cannot actually terminate because our perspective would shift at or before the moment of death. So this is this this revolves directly around the multiverse theory. If if the multiverse is real, there is this infinite number of universes, which means there's an infinite number of us, which means there's an infinite number of minds. Then our our consciousness would shift, our perception would shift as we die because it would just continue on in all these different universes. Does that make sense? A little bit. That's a very, yeah, no, it it does. No, it makes, it's a very complex, some degree. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to wrap your mind around though. So it's only if the multiverse is real, if there is, which it seems like there could be that. And when you bring the multiverse into everything, it just completely like blows everything out of the water. Cause it's just like, what? Like, this isn't the only universe. This isn't the only me. And there's so there's much infinite like infinite numbers of me evidence behind that. There is a, there's a lot of, a lot of the leading scientists in the world believe in a multiverse Yeah, that there, we're not likely the only universe that exists in the only universe that exists. And that potentially <laughs> if you so go hard. into a black hole, you're into another universe. Like black holes are our gateways into other universes. Essentially. I mean, it, it really does kind of make sense though. Mm-hmm. Like, and we don't know what happens in a black hole. We assume. So like, what if when you die, your consciousness doesn't end because only your perception does because your consciousness is actually existing in an infinite number of universes. So your, your perception here in this universe is that you're dead, but then it immediately flips to another universe. You just like turn back and you just continue. So would you continue at a different age or I don't know. That's so I don't that's know. So hard to it's wild, think man. About. I don't know. Or did it does your consciousness flip and if you're in the different universe, are you like a different being? Well, that's the thing, is like Is that it, how reincarnation? Just because works? it's a multivert, like our bodies are seemingly to be not important to mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things. I think it's really more about your your consciousness or your soul. And I think that mm-hmm. that is what is being replicated and in the multiverse Mm -hmm. so your consciousness could be experiencing itself in a totally different way in a different universe like it wouldn't be necessarily josh or kendall in another universe could be joe bob or it could be like it could be a you're a crab or you could be you know something else i mean who knows you could be an alien some unknown alien being do you want to be a crab in your next life (laughs) no what animal would you be in your next life little tangent Oh, uh, an animal from Earth? Yes, Josh, an animal <laughs> from Earth. Let's keep it to Earth for this round. <laughs> I don't know. Um I think I think something something that could fly or something under the sea would be cool. 
Wow, that is so generic. <laughs> anything in the land or the sea. Um, <laughs> or I guess fly. Okay. Would you rather fly or swim then? See, I'd rather go under the ocean for sure. I'd like for sure want to be like a dolphin. Absolutely. Yeah. They're like the smartest. The I'd want to be like an orca or something. Yeah, they're very smart too. I mean, I want to be a sea turtle and just yeah, and turtle. like float by. Yeah, sea turtle, and they live a really yeah. long yeah. time too. Minus Super the straws, no straws in my nose. But yeah, <laughs> in a planet where there's no straws yeah. floating in the ocean. So, like I was talking about earlier, neuroscience and quantum physics are starting to go into a, a different direction um, in order to answer some of these questions, especially about consciousness. And scientists are starting to find really, really good evidence that there is more to the mystery of consciousness than we previously thought. And it's now becoming clear that consciousness exists independently of the brain. Hmm. So there's this uh, quote from Deepak Chopra, actually, that's kind of interesting. So if we understand this model of quantum physics, then it becomes apparent that we are not in the physical world. The physical world is in us. We create the physical world. We perceive it when we observe it. And when I say we, I don't mean the physical body or the brain, but the deeper domain of consciousness, which conceives, governs, constructs, and actually becomes everything we call physical reality. So how could there have been the origin of the universe unless there was some consciousness there to perceive it coming into being? And this is a lesson that all physicists are eventually coming to. If you think about that for a second, how could there have been the origin of the universe unless there was consciousness there to perceive it coming into being. Hmm. It's really crazy to think about. That is. There would have been no origin. Something was, something conscious was there, or because the universe is conscious, and something, what was before the origin of the universe? That's the greatest question. It's like, what happened yeah. before everything? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that would be another tangent. But consciousness must enter into the field of physics in a direct way through something called the observer effect. You observe an atomic system and the atomic system changes from a field of possibilities into something that's solid and physical and real and right there in front of your eyes. This is a fact of physics we have to deal with. If the Big Bang occurred out of nothing and produced the material universe, then there had to have been quantum mechanics operating at the moment of the Big Bang. And that means there had to have been an observer present and this is where we bring in the whole question of the soul that's really interesting so this is physics this is straight up physicists are saying that they're coming to this realization that something conscious something had to have been there to observe the big bang for it to have occurred at all so what is it or what was it that's so hard wait <laughs> I can't even understand that. How could there have been? Well, I guess that's to create our universe. The Big Bang created our our universe, our known universe. Yes, but we don't know if there was there other could have been others before ours. And it could have been created by another conscious being, another conscious entity. Or does that mean like a like a god or something? Could be. Could be some type of god is just a word for a conscious. Yeah being powerful conscious being that's all that is yeah and when i say god yeah that's what that's i mean what like it, a you know higher a power. god form of something yeah a higher energy yeah 
a higher level Ooh. civilization even it's so interesting an extremely advanced civilization which we've talked about that before the concept there's theories out there about you know other civilizations that are way more advanced than us creating our universe potentially it's really crazy i mean according to physics there had to have been an observer it's the only th it's the only way the physics makes sense there had to have been so quantum mechanics operating at the moment of the big bang Big Bang, that means that there had to have been an observer present. That is, I can't even really understand that. It's wild, huh? <laughs> this stuff is blowing my mind right now. Good, good. I hope I'm blowing minds. So when we start talking about the soul, we have to start talking about near-death experiences because this, mm -hmm. this is a really, and, and this idea that consciousness does not reside is, you know, not local to the body. Um, so there's a there's a sort of a leading expert in this is Dr. Sam Parney and he said when somebody's gone through a cardiac arrest when they've technically gone beyond the threshold of death we have a situation where whether we like it or not the brain shuts down. So now you can study the mind consciousness the psyche the soul the self whatever you want to call it and in a clinical context where the brain has been switched off now of course we'd expect there to be no consciousness present when the brain is shut down mm -hmm. that would be common sense. However, the last few decades, thousands, if not millions of people from all over the world have anecdotally reported being conscious, being aware, having memory, being able to see things, and recalling in precise detail what doctors and nurses were doing, conversations they had, clothing they were wearing, except they're recalling died. things from a period when their brain had flatlined and, and they, they had gone, they had dead. died, clinically dead. Yeah. Well, and, and just like coma patients too. Like it's, I guess it's not the same thing, but you know, they say that they can, even though your brain might be like shut off or whatever yeah. the terminology would be, I guess not shut off, but. Just because your biological body dies doesn't mean that your consciousness dies with it. That's what this is proving. Mm -hmm. And this is why there needs to be far more research and study done into near death experiences. Cause this is a very real thing. And, yeah. and we could do a whole episode on it talking about all the crazy stories that people yeah. have around this because it's really interesting and there's a you, there's a lot of common themes too among what people see especially this white light and white and, and this loving peaceful yeah. energy that's what around people this say white i light. saw the light yeah i saw the light it's real that's the thing is it's not just this yeah. hollywood thing this is a real thing that people experience you report that yeah so when you take all this into consideration clearly consciousness is non-local it's not contained in the body and it's beyond this human lifetime and ultimately beyond the physical universe itself. And this idea of a non-local consciousness is not very popular with mainstream science, at least not yet, which makes sense because, I mean, scientists are clearly believing that consciousness is somehow created by either the brain or some other organ or a combination of things. But that consciousness resides within the body and, and dies with the body. When you think about this idea of, of consciousness not being non-local, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier with, you know, Descartes and his his idea of, you know, he basically said this mind-body duality that it's not local, mm -hmm. that consciousness is not local to the body or the brain, and that it is this this other entity. It's it's a soul essentially. And you go look back at all of the ancient cultures and civilizations and esoteric uh, traditions and. You, you see that common theme in shamanism and all these spiritual, you know, religions yeah. and different things spanning the, the complete history of time. And you yeah. realize, like, 
they've all had this idea. Egyptians oh, yeah. had this idea. They, they have like variants. They knew that it this, changes a little bit, but it's like the same idea at its core. That consciousness or your soul transcends your body mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and goes on. And it's interesting that science went out to try to prove kind of all of that wrong. And now they're kind of coming back to what the ancients told us and the mystics told us and, and this idea. Well, it's kind of interesting to think about because, you know, in the Bible, you know, they talk about Jesus like rising from his body. Maybe they meant in a different context, like his consciousness rose. I mean, <laughs> I know nothing about the Bible, really. <laughs> so that might have sounded totally stupid, but no, I mean, that I don't know. I mean, it's for all we know, that could be exactly what have happened. Yeah. Or what they meant. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. There's a, I, I think there's a lot of things in the Bible that have been perceived way differently than what they were wrote. Originally written. For sure. Meant is what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. So one of the leading experts, Dr. Stuart Hameroff, had a really profound statement about this idea, and he said, I think that in the next few decades, quantum physics with knowledge of structure within the brain is going to take us on the verge of reconciliation of spirituality and science that's never been experienced before, and it's going to be really amazing. So science is going to come back to spirituality. It went away from it and has been away from it for a long time, but yeah, it's bringing us back direction. to it. So could science slowly be proving that consciousness exists as the soul or this divine essence that, you know, spiritually woke beings have been telling us and pointing to for thousands of years? Could wow. science end up proving all of the ancient cultures right? How crazy yeah. would that fucking be? I mean, I feel like there's a good chance and it's a shame that people dismiss the ancient cultures so much and just think, think they're crazy so or they didn't know what they were talking about or didn't yeah. know anything and or didn't have made up stuff because things. they didn't have. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. but in reality, they could have known far more than we yeah. even imagine. They definitely and they could be could. dead right. Mm -hmm. And look at I mean, the fact you go all the way back to the Sumerians and what they knew and yeah, they knew about celestial bodies. They knew, you know, and then shortly after that you get into astrology and all these different things and you start realizing like wow they had way more knowledge of things than we yeah. give them credit for or mainstream oh, yeah, science mainstream. gives them credit for mm -hmm. yeah it's like all considered to be a bunch of bullshit really or pseudoscience and but in reality they may be right this whole time yeah i mean if so many of them carried these similar beliefs mm -hmm. it seems like okay there was a universal understanding i mean there's different variations but at the, at the core of them they're all pretty similar mm -hmm. and it, it definitely i mean when you learn about all this stuff and you start thinking about our society and everything and you start realizing like there really has been like a war on consciousness too just mm -hmm. in general like I, I feel like they don't want the consciousness to evolve because that's the thing too is there is higher levels of consciousness that you can achieve through meditation and Mm -hmm. through spiritual teachings and and other other ways as well and there are you know abilities that you can gain and there are these unlocks like i talked about with the brain and you start getting into remote viewing and all these out-of-body experiences and all these different things are meditating and contacting extraterrestrials and all this yeah, really interesting things say like, that they do that you know there's far more that we can do i think than we even know yeah and especially as far as elevating our consciousness so mm -hmm. but yeah I'll, i will wrap it up there because i could go on all day talking <laughs> about this stuff yeah my brain is starting to hurt <laughs>
and yeah, and I mean, it you can only handle so much after a while, and you got to kind of digest it and process yeah, it, and really like bits. think about it, yeah. and and uh, ho- hopefully you you took some away from this, and maybe yeah. learned something, or maybe you're completely questioning everything right now. If that's the case, good luck to you. <laughs> let us know what you're thinking yeah we, you we think. love reading the comments yeah let us know like what do you think about consciousness what's your theory what do you think happens you know after this life let mm-hmm. us know mm-hmm. definitely we definitely do enjoy going through and seeing what you guys have to say and yeah you know i'd love to like have this type of talk with all of you in front of us and i know hear you know yeah. in real time what you guys think about all this because mm-hmm. it really is mind-blowing stuff for sure it is but thanks again for listening to this episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. If you enjoyed it, give it, give us a review, rating, give us thumbs up on on YouTube, subscribe. It was a really fun episode. I yeah, enjoyed it. Was. it. I it was, did. We too. went deep. Yeah, and, uh, I love yeah. when we go deep. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, we'll wrap it up there. We'll see you guys next time. Stay safe and stay woke.